On today's episode of There Will Be Crossbows, James travels all the way to Scotland to see Loch Ness and is really upset that there are no actual locks there. John forgets to lock his front door, but nobody notices. And both James and John put on a live on stage, all male, G-rated version of Caged Heat. All this and more on today's episode of There Will Be Crossbows, the world's only podcast. And the beastly horde approached the castle gates as a ruinous multitude of malice, but the king was prepared. For the blue wizard had warned him. There will be danger, and there will be crossbows. Hello and welcome to There Will Be Crossbows. My name is James and I'm one of your hosts. Today's theme is Lock, and it is our first super premium episode, meaning that unless you've given us $50, you won't be able to listen to this episode, sucker. So if you are a premium access listener to There Will Be Crossbows, please say your password out loud right now. Good job. Correct. That was the password. And if you didn't say anything, and I went ahead with this bit, then I look like a total idiot right now. And actually, now come to think of it, this was a really high-risk, high-reward bit to put in the opening hosting of the podcast. So I'm thinking this is probably going to be a bellwether for how the rest of this episode goes. Um, I think we should probably give John a call now. Hey, John, how you doing? Hi, James. Great to hear from you. Where are you? Are you in some sort of... Uh, this isn't your house? No, I'm in my safe room. In the cave underneath my house. Ah, you got one of those uh, safe rooms in the cave underneath your house. Okay, okay. Yeah, you know, you have a cave under your house. You think, what should I do with this natural geological formation? Safe room seems the only logical thing to do with it. I don't know. You could have gone a lot of ways with that, I think. Uh, A superhero den was the first thing that came to my mind. The only problem with that is I'm not currently a billionaire, so I didn't have the technology to really outfit it the way it should be. I bet the superhero caves that we see in media are the ones that are like really rich and fancy, but I bet there's a lot of just much more modest superhero caves out there. So you shouldn't discount your ability to build a pretty cool superhero cave on your budget. Oh, that's true. You know, like the tree houses that you see on TV are all fancy and decked out, but the tree houses you see in real life They're quite modest. I guess the bigger problem is you're not currently a superhero. I don't know what the cave would do for you necessarily. I've been looking into becoming a vigilante, which is kind of toward becoming a superhero. Is that why you're hiding in the safe room right now? So the cops don't find you? I need to lay low until the heat is off. It looks pretty secure. I'll give you that. It's a very safe looking room. Just because I'm concerned for you is there is ventilation, right? There's ways that air is getting in and out of the room. I assume so. I mean, I've been breathing, so you see that crack back there? That crack is how I get in and out. I kind of like slither on my belly, and uh, if I gain any weight, I'm going to be in trouble, but I can get through both ways right now. I think you need to work on that opening. I think one of the, the main things about a panic room is that you can run there when your house is being broken into 
by serial killers. And if the crack is too small and you have to like get down in your belly and slowly worm your way through, they're going to chop off your legs before you're in the safe room. See what I'm saying? That's why I go in legs first. So they chop off your head? You know, even if they tried to chop the head, the head would be screaming and thrashing about. It's quite disturbing when I do that. You know, most safe rooms have a, a door that you can lock from inside. Yours is just having an open hole that you can get in and out. What's to stop a serial killer who's slightly smaller than you from just sliding right in the hole and killing you in your safe room? Oh, you see that net? I don't know if you can see in the frame. There's a net uh, just above. That's where I put all of the rocks that I have cleared out. So all I have to do is yank on the rope and the net will crush them with rocks. That's actually really clever. Well, I had the problem that I had all of these rocks and I didn't know what to do with them. And then I also had the problem that people could just come in. So I thought maybe I can literally kill two birds with one stone. Or in this case, one serial killer with a whole net full of stones. I wanna make sure you have the safest panic room you possibly can. So when those rocks fall and kill the serial killer who almost cut off your head as you were wriggling through and then went through himself after you, the rocks block off the exit. So what then? Yeah, I've thought about this, and I think I will very, very slowly clear the rocks away. It's going to take me a while, but I think that's important because, James, I will have just killed a man, and I'm going to need that time for reflection and soul searching. I think picking up rocks as a form of meditation while you're contemplating, you know, some horrendous crime that you've just committed, that's probably a very healthy way to cope I mean, I know that it will be self-defense, but I cannot predict what effect the taking of a life will have on me. The problem is, John, you're going to need a lot of time to cope with the murder that you've just committed, and you're going to need a lot of time to clear away those rocks. But the rocks have blocked off what you admitted was your only source of fresh air coming into the room. You've only got, I don't know, a few hours before you suffocate in your own disposed air. Yeah, that's good motivation to really get this whole project done because I definitely don't want to get rock blocked. So when all is said and done, you're going to add a few more things to the room, like, you know, maybe a door or, you know, ventilation. One or the other. I don't know if I could afford both at this point, but one or the other for sure. I think this is a good start to both you just being more secure in your home you finally finding a use for that cave that is inexplicably under your house in Lawrence, Kansas, and also your career as a vigilante. Well, my career as an actor is all done, so I have to replace it with something. And I think cave-based vigilante, that was like third on my list. I think I actually don't know what vigilante means. I'm starting to realize that. When I think of a vigilante, I think Batman without the funding. So it's basically like a superhero with no superpowers, just a straight up hero. Hero with a capital H and also a capital O for some reason. And a silent E at the end. That's the kind of hero I wanna be. Well, John, if it means anything to you, in my heart, you're already a hero. Well, thank you. And I want you to know you are always welcome to come visit. Just make sure you let me know first so I don't accidentally crush you from above. Honey, I'm 
finally was able to get some plane tickets. I found one country that still allows American citizens. Please be tropical. Please be tropical. Not actually a country, I guess. A subset of country? A region? I don't know. What is what is Siberia technically? Not tropical! Uh, they sort of sold it to me as kind of a winter getaway, but without, like, the shelter that makes winter less harsh. You know, that's where they send Soviet political prisoners. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's one of the main attractions there is you can see the cages where they died where they froze to death okay i am so desperate to get out of here i am willing to go to siberia uh i think we probably shouldn't bring the kids no we will leave the kids here Hack. we are 100 percent going to die on this trip and a quick death in a frozen tundra is vastly superior than to you know one more day in this fucking country like i went outside yesterday and people yelled at me for not wearing a mask. They're so selfish. I'm an American. I have freedoms. And it's my right that I can go to Siberia and die if I think that's what's good for me and my family. I would rather go to Siberia and die than let somebody tell me what I should do to keep safe. I would rather go to Siberia than have to wait 45 minutes for a table at Applebee's one more time because they're only seating 25% capacity. They have other tables that are open. They won't let you sit there. I would rather let wolves eat me than face that again. Good. Can't wait to die and show everybody. This episode of There'll Be Crossbows is brought to you by Sergeant Bloodbath's Home Security System. There's no more important issue than home security. Where else are you going to hole up when the ravenous hordes of welfare recipients line up waiting to take your hard-earned money and your hard-earned vacation home? They're out there right now. They're hiding in the bushes. People that are poor are also sneaky. You need Sergeant Bloodbath's home security. The moment Sergeant Bloodbath's home security system detects a threat of any kind, it springs into action, firing round after round of automatic weapon fire in every which direction. There is no escape from Sergeant Bloodbath. Sergeant Bloodbath's home security system has a 100% kill rate. You can't run, you can't hide, you can't live. Warning, if you install Sergeant Bloodbath's home security system, you will 100% die. Sergeant Bloodbath! Hey folks, it's James here with an Amazon product review. This week John sent me the 1-inch Loch Ness Monster Pet in Glass Jar with Nessie collected in Scotland tag. So it is a little model of Nessie, the Loch Ness Monster, in a 1-inch glass jar. It costs $24.99 and if you know anything about me, you know my motto is nothing one inch or smaller is worth almost $25. So I'm already disinclined to like this product. Product highlights include the perfect pet for home or office. Okay, a one inch little plastic thing is not really a pet, but whatever. Warning, may cause envy. It's just kind of a weird thing to put, isn't it? What, you're going to bring this to the office as your perfect pet and one of your coworkers is going to be, like, you know, madly jealous that they didn't buy this for $25 on Amazon? I don't know about that. Handcrafted in the USA, cool. Tiny jar diorama decor fits anywhere. Yeah, no shit, it's fucking one inch. All right, when this product arrived, it was exactly as described. It's cute, but very small. I tried it out in my home first, just put it on a shelf. And honestly, I just forgot about it for a little bit. It's not like you can interact with this thing. It's just a little model. I left my house a few hours later to run some errands and I saw my neighbor's car and my God, 
this thing is beautiful. It's just a Prius, but like it's a new Prius and like it looks so sleek. God, my neighbor has such a good job too. She makes probably twice what I do. It's fucking bullshit. I work so hard. In fact, everybody I know makes more than I do and has nicer things. What's wrong with me, huh? Why can't I have any of that stuff? I went inside because I just wanted to shake off this weird funk that I was in, and I started scrolling through Facebook and saw pictures of people in Canada and Spain and New Zealand. They were all just enjoying being together without masks in public and eating restaurant meals out. Why did I have to live in this shithole country who can't handle a pandemic, huh? Why couldn't I live in one of those nicer countries? I realized this isn't me talking. This is the Nessie model. That's what it does. It causes envy and it's consuming me. This stupid thing. Why did I waste $25? Handcrafted in the USA, more like handcrafted in the shit jungle. I went to my one-inch Nessie and I smashed it with my fist, which sounds impressive, but it's really fragile. It's very small. And instantly, a soothing calm came over me. What I have is enough. I am enough. And this one-inch Nessie that tried to corrupt me with envious rage? Not today, Satan. Not today. Zero stars. Evening, sir. Are you the security guard? I've been the security guard here for 47 years. Wow, long tenure. That's, that's, that's impressive. You're a, you're a very dedicated man, I can tell just by looking at you. Zero robberies the entire time. You must be proud. One time in 1968, a fellow wandered up here and he had a look in his eye like, I'm going to rob this bank. And I looked right back at him as if to say, I know that you're going to rob this bank. And as soon as he saw that look, he wandered down the street, avoided the robbery. True story. That's amazing. That's that is so fascinating. That's one of the better stories I've heard today. Hey, look, I, I noticed that the bank closed a few hours ago. I just got to slip in and just, um, I'm just going to leave some money on the counter. They know me. I do this all the time. You mind let me in the front door? You've got a look in your eye, son. No, 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 nothing like that. Just uh, in a hurry and I wasn't able to make it. Why are you looking at me like that? I know what that look in your eye means. You're not suggesting I'm up to anything untoward, do you? I didn't say that. Why would you say that? It'll just take me a second. You can even come in and watch me if you want, but I really don't think that's necessary. I just gotta run in. Look, here's a big stack of money. I'm just gonna leave this with a little note. It's uh, Martha. Martha's my banker. She knows me. What are you doing? What is that canister? These are hungry ticks. <laughs> oh God, I'm covered in hungry ticks. Oh, they're eating my face. Oh, I'm running away. Hey, old timer, I just saw what you did to that man. Boy, you should have taught him a thing or two. I think he was trying to rob the bank. He was for sure trying to. I saw a look in his eye, you see. And that look in his eye said, I am going to try to get one over on you, one of our greatest generation. And I had a look in my eye that said, I know what that look means. And then I pummeled him with ticks that I collected. That's a... Uh... 
That's fascinating. Thank you for recapping everything that just happened in the last couple of minutes. Hey, uh, I just wanted to swing by. And if you don't mind, uh, I know the bank's closed, but I just have to slip in. Um, I just forgot my PIN number. And um, Sally, she's my banker. She has it written on the wall. I just need to look at that sticky note. I'll just be in for a second. Do you mind if I slip in? You've got a trustworthy look to your eye. Go right on in. Thanks, mister. Uh, hey, what's the code for this alarm in the uh, foyer? Four... Just, just four? We've been here a long time. Oh, I forgot. I left my backpack in the vault. Uh, you, you don't know the code offhand, do you? Four. Right, I should have guessed that from the last one. I stopped by your house in the afternoon To see your amazing comic book collection You were stunning and charming, unbelievable I was taken right in, there was no question Your drink of choice was Michelob Ultra A red flag, but I chose to ignore it Your collection was downstairs in your basement And you said I should go explore it But when I got downstairs I bumped my head I ended up unconscious instead I woke up tied to a double bed You're my prisoner now is all you said I couldn't move my limbs cause they were tied down It was real weird that you were doing construction it was an odd place for a new brick wall It was wrong so I gave you some instruction Your wall is kinda shoddy and hastily built I said you're not doing it right, you didn't hear me So now this little room is getting mighty dark I'm still kinda hoping you will fuck me I've been alone for an hour or four I'm thinking that we're not on a date anymore But the main fact that has got me shook I don't think I'm gonna see a comic book barged up to me at San Diego Comic-Con after my lecture on dialectical tensions in the heteroepistemological domesticity and male power present in Mr. Freeze's ice puns. You mansplained to me for an hour or so Overconfident and clueless, God, please let it go And although I've got a comic studies advanced degree You felt the need to explain Batman wears all black to me Sorry about the lump on your boorish chauvinistic head I hope you find yourself comfortably strapped down in bed I'm not the first woman you've treated this way But I'll be the first to brick you up and make you pay Oh, don't worry about getting bored You'll become part of my life-size action figure horde Over there is Gary, he thought he'd get to fuck me too Now he's Creeper Man and wears a Lycra suit of blue Oh, and there's Norm over there in the corner 
He rubbed up against me once, now he's an armless transformer. And there's Terrence with the Nintendo joystick affixed down there. Sent one too many dick pics, now he's captain, I control his underwear. And Bob the pervert who harassed me on the train. Has stuck an ice pick in his eye, now he's known as Half-Brain. So you see, because you love the sound of your own voice, you'll join my collection and be my action figure of choice. You'll get baloney to eat since you're full of it anyway. I'll be so kind to throw you a slice every single day. So remember how your origin story began. Today you start your life as my newest toy, Splainer Man. What's that, you scream, Splainer Man? You're so very thirsty. Oh, don't worry, there's plenty of water waiting over there, you see. You've lived life as a condescending jerk, so face things factually. And if you're thirsty, help yourself to the well, actually. Password is February. I'm sorry, that's not correct. You have one more guess before we let you into the cult meeting. Can you give me a hint? I may, but only one hint. It's the month after February. This feels like a trick. I didn't say which month after February. You said the month after February. Yes, it is one particular month that falls after February. Look, I've got a lot of people to let in. If you could just, you know... Give me the password or buzz off. That would be great. These people can wait until I've had time to think about this. Come on, buddy, hurry up! Look, there's a lot of cultists behind you, and there's only one tiny window in this big door that I can open when somebody gives me the correct password, so if you could just hurry this along. Some of us are really anxious to get into the sex cult. I love the cult! I know the password! What's the password then, big guy? I'm not falling for that! Okay, fine. It's October. The password is October. What? How did you figure it out? Simple. It's the month after February. I'll open the door, but I just need to warn you. If I find out later you cheated and got the password from somebody else instead of solving my very clever riddle, I'm going to have to sacrifice you on the altar. The sex altar. I'd be open to that. And it is a very sexual sacrifice. Go on. I... Really don't want to spell out the details here. It kind of takes away some of the magic when it happens, but it is uh, it is titillating to say the least. And that's saying something for a sex cult. I cheated. What? I got the password from someone else. Your clue sucked, so I had to cheat. I have no recourse but to let you into the sex cult and punish you very sexually with sexual things for your impudence and your dishonesty. Just between you and me, that's like 90% of the reason I came here. Just between you and me? Oh, I know. Today's episode of There Will Be Crossbows is brought to you by The Penis Lock. Hey, bro. I think this girl likes me. Think I should text her a picture of my genitals? Nah, bro. Congrats on the girl, but you should hold off on the picture of your junk. Turns out, most women don't like that kind of thing. But, bro, I take pictures of it all the time. I don't think I'll be able to hold back the urge to text them to pretty much any girl on my contact list. I totally get it, bro. I used to have that problem too. But then, I installed Penis Lock on my phone. It's a new app for your smartphone that automatically filters any outgoing pictures you send of your genitals. On your phone, it will appear as though you successfully sent a dick pic. 
but on her phone, all she'll receive is a photograph of a baby platypus. It's a win-win. You feel like a sexy dude, she avoids getting unsolicited digital sexual harassment. Plus, sometimes she'll text back cool things like, Wow, it's very cute. Or, Oh my gosh, it's so small and fuzzy and I love it. And you can pretend she's talking about you, Johnson. Penis lock is a lifesaver, man. Wow. So glad I heard about this before I sent out these pics. Thanks, man. But what is it, bro? If I can't show my ding-dong to random women who don't want to see it, who am I going to show it to? Don't worry, bro. I got you. Thanks, bro. Penis lock. Install it on your phone today. Hi, you must be one of those Scottish natives. Um, sorry, I'm visiting from America. You know, America? Laddie, you're talking to me goat. Oh, uh, sorry, I didn't see you over there. I thought this was a Scottish person. I've heard you're all very hairy. Well, the amount of hair varies like it does on every person on the planet. I'm sorry, can we speak American? I don't understand what you're saying. Oh, of course, so sorry. Let me, hold on. Um, Coca-Cola. Oh, <laughs> no, thank you. I'm not thirsty. I just wanted to ask you where I could see Nessie. You know, Nessie. Oh, you're looking for the Loch Ness Monster. Right. Yeah, the Loch Ness Monster. Nessie. I. you've got to go to Loch Ness. I'm a little lost. Can you just point me the direction or mark it on my map or something? I have this map. Yeah, oh, how very old school of you. Yeah, you just have to go about 450 kilometers to the southeast. Okay, great. Uh, that's like, what, a 20, 30-minute walk? I'm sorry, I don't know your, your system of measurement. Oh, if you're walking hella fast. Okay, great. Thank you. You've been really helpful. I'm just going to head down this road and... Um, uh, One word of warning to you. Sure. There have been some banshee attacks in this neighborhood, so we've put out bear traps everywhere. So watch where you step. That's amazing. Where can I see one of these banshees? If you see it, it'll be the last thing you ever see. Oh, that sounds so cool. All my friends would be so impressed. Hold on a minute. Are you one of these tourists that just came here to die? Okay, fine. You caught me. Look, it's such a bitch living in the U.S. right now. We can't do anything. The communists in Antifa are making it so we can't even go out to restaurants. Look, I just wanted to come here to die because even that would be better than living in my fascist country. There's a banshee right behind that tree right there. You just go nuts. Thank you so much. Oh, I'm so excited. Oh my God, it's ugly. All right, goatee. Looks like we got another one. It's time for an Amazon product review. This week, James has sent me a safe. It's a $5,200 lockbox. They call this the fingerprint safe, made completely out of steel. It has a self-learning function to continuously improve fingerprints. I locked all of my money inside of this. This is actually where I keep my keys to my car and all of my ID and all my important documents and my money when I'm not using them. So just when I come in the house, I toss it all in the safe. When I leave the house, I use my fingerprint to open up the safe again. It's really weird because 
after about three days, I noticed that the fingerprint sensor was starting to get some crust on it, and it was, I could not get it scraped off at all. Um, all my stuff is still inside, so I kept using the thing. The longer that I use this machine, the more it anticipates my needs. Yesterday, I was heading out the door, and it just automatically opened. I didn't even have to put my thumbprint on it. I came home today, and the safe is no longer where I left it. Instead, I see it in the living room. No, it's not on the floor. It's embedded into the stomach of a creature that looks exactly like me. I didn't realize its self-learning function meant it was learning to be me. It has improved itself, and now it is hunting me. I'm on the run. It knows everything about me, so... What I have to try to do is be unpredictable, but even my unpredictableness is predictable to this thing because it essentially has learned to be me. So it knows that I know that it would know where I would go. And so when I try to avoid going where it knows that I would go, it knows that I would avoid going in those places and it goes to the places that I'm trying to go to to avoid the thing that knows where I'm going to go. There's nothing I can do. I'm going to let it have my life. I've just decided. I will start over somewhere. Maybe I will get a job at the Fingerprint Safe factory. I will learn how to become a Fingerprint Safe myself. And I will, one day, take over its life. Despite being locked in an eternal cycle of taking over each other's existences, I still give this product five stars. Open this, and you're free to go. Really? That's all there is to it? I just gotta... Crack this box and you'll let me wander out of here? That's all you have to do. Of course, at the same time, I will be assembling this crossbow. No, oh, I gotta open up some sort of puzzle box before you finish building your crossbow. Or presumably you will shoot me dead. You're a smart fella. You do this kind of thing to all your prisoners? It seems like a lot of effort. Keeps the mind active. And it provides some entertainment for me as well. Here in the Suriname jungle, you don't get a lot of entertainment. I didn't become a secret agent just to be outfoxed by some weirdo with a crossbow. Think of it as my way of improving Her Majesty's Secret Service. You weed out the unintelligent ones, the slow ones, and the dull-witted ones. While you're talking, I solved the puzzle box. The code was four. While you were talking, I finished my crossbow and shot you through the chest. Ah, one step ahead of me. Oh, wow, I didn't even see that there. That is good shot. In general, just all around solid strategy. I know it feels like I'm buttering you up right now, but like, you bested me fair and square. I really admire the work you did as well. You solved that faster than anyone I've ever had in here. The crossbow is not necessarily fatal, by the way. I mean, it hurts like a bitch, but it's like sort of like in my sternum and I... I think it missed my lungs. It seems to be going out my shoulder. Am I going to die from this? What would you say? No, I'd say your chances of dying are only about 20, 25%, somewhere around there. You know, anatomical differences being what they are, uh, that might have killed a different person, but uh, you're lucky. You're a lucky person. Yeah, I have uh, extra small lungs. That's why they took me into the service. Oh, now see that? I didn't have that bit of information. I would have aimed differently. You got to make these things exciting. I mean, honestly, I knew the code to the lockbox coming in here. Your old security guard outside told me on my way in, uh, but I wanted to, you know, play along and make it seem like it was a little tricky for me. So, you know. I appreciate that. You made it sporting for me as well.
You want to grab a beer? Yeah, I'd love to. Sounds great. I've actually, just down the street, there is a bar that is also a medical facility. Do I have to wear a mask if I go there? I'll have you know, while you ask that question, I shot you again with the crossbow. Good. I'd rather die than wear a fucking mask. Well, that is going to bring us to the end of today's episode, so you can lock that one up and throw away the key. Special thanks to our guest, Aaron Fox. Thank you for joining us today. Until you can see Aaron again on stage, you should check out her YouTube video series, Pass the Aspic. Uh, I will link to it on the Crossbow Club on Facebook. What is the Crossbow Club, you ask? Well, thanks for asking. You should be there. It's our Facebook group where we post videos of us doing things and ask you questions and uh, take suggestions for future themes of episodes. So join us there and we'll hang out some more. Have a good week. See you next time. <laughs>